Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 26 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. We're continuing on from last week. It's part two of the leading public trainers for the course of 2020 at our tracks around the country. And this week we'll catch up with David Flanagan, who was the leading trainer at Thurless Track. Faheen Mullen led the way at Yall. And we'll also speak with Ollie Fitzpatrick, who was the leading trainer at Mullingar. And we'll finish up with Jeff Bateman, leading trainer at Enniscarty so a lot to look forward to over the course of another episode of Talking Dogs on Thursday we're going to welcome David Flanagan now to the podcast David was leading trainer um, at Thurless Track once again for the year 2020 so it's hello to you David and welcome to the podcast how you doing Barry? Yeah, very well, David. It was another, I suppose, successful year for you last year, leading public trainer at Thurless Track. 20 winners uh, over the course of the year. Obviously, we missed a couple of months racing. You didn't have a, a big amount of runners at Thurless, so you had a, a fine strike rate as well, so you must have been happy with the way things went. Uh, no bother. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a good enough year, all right. Uh, we, had a, we had a lot of young dogs that came and went, and, you know, when you ran a couple of races and were gone again, so... You know, it's great to get a few winners. Yeah, it sure is. It certainly um, keeps keeps you in, in good spirits. And I suppose we might go back a bit now, David. Tell us how you got into our um, great sport. Uh, I was born into it. Uh, my mother and father kept dogs and reared an awful lot of dogs and trained dogs as well as a smaller scale. And, you know, it was just it was just in the family. Like, you know, I was lucky enough or unlucky enough to be born into it. Yeah, and I would imagine you have some great memories all along the way growing up. That sure we have, yeah, we have. We'd, we 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 reared a lot of really good dogs uh, back the years, like you know. So it was uh, it was always kind of exciting when they were going well in English derbies and things like that, like you know. But we didn't ever get to race many of them, like you know. But well, I would imagine you get great satisfaction out of rearing a good one as well. Yeah, you would, of course, you would, of course. Even a good one like. At the minute now, myself here, any good ones really, 90% of them are always sold. And uh, it's great to look at them in England there. This year alone, where there's Calera Line and Calera Icon and Antigua's Romy and Sober Express, they all came out of here at some stage, like they were trained here, started here. And it's great to see them winning Category 1s over in England and that. Yeah, it sure is. Um, that that's very impressive. And just going back, was it was that Antigua Romy? He won the Essex Vares, I think, last week, didn't he? He did. Uh, he did. He started his career in Watford. He he actually ran in a novice race in in Shelburne to start with, and and he got hurt in it. And he went down to Watford in in his first race. He was nearly turned over, and he came and won on the line. In, in a, in in a poor time, twenty eight or twenty nine, sixty or something, and uh, two weeks later, then he won the first sound of a stake, and he won, he won it in twenty eight sixty, but was was a mighty run. I think it was forty or fifty spots quicker than that on the night, and he was sold. He didn't run in that final, so he was a he was a good dog from from Flagfall. Yeah, ex- exactly, and that that was a great final in Romford last week. And um, you had another dog, I think, in the Laurels last year. Did he did he pick up a little injury? Um, Clara Maximus, he looked a very promising dog for you. Yeah, Maximus, he's a very he's very injury prone. He started his career in a novice stake in in Kilkenny, and he he couldn't he won the semi final and couldn't run in the final. 
And then he, he, we got him back, and he won a race in Clonmel in 28.60, and we ran him into Project Stakes, and he was second the first night, but he was in front going down the back, and, and he went all wrong, like, you know. So he couldn't run in the second round, and then we ran him. We, we said we'd have a go at the Laurels, and he'd done a nice couple of nice runs in Cork, and we brought him to the first round of the Laurels, which he qualified, but sure, again, he was in a cripple. And he's after even having a couple of injuries and setbacks since. But we're, we're, we're again trying to, hopefully we'll have him on the go now come March. Like, he's a dog would have been sold only for all the injuries he's getting. So that's why he's still here. But he was as good as uh, Calera Lion or, or any of them dogs. Calera Icon, his two brothers, like, you know, he was he was every bit as good as them, like, you know. But yeah, I see. And of course, um, the Calera Prefix has a, a big reputation now at this stage, no stranger to producing these really fast dogs. Yeah, I'll tell you, you'd, you'd go down and you'd get a bunch of pups off of Philip O'Keefe below, and uh, they'd come in like race dogs, like, they're, they're to the top class outfit, like, and their dogs are real well done. And 90% of the time, you could, you, their dogs, you could gallop up the road and they wouldn't get hurt, and they'll grub well and kennel well and they're, they're to the top class rearm facility now yeah and in terms of uh, Turles track are you based close to that uh, David I'd be time wise I'd be about uh, half an hour from Turles and about 15 minutes from Sean Mill and 45 to 50 minutes from Kilkenny and an hour from Watford so I'm, 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 I'm lucky I'm I'm, I'm within. I mean, it was an hour and ten minutes of seven different tracks. Like you're you know. in the right place, or David? Yeah, it is, it is a nice place to to be training dogs. Alright. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And just in terms, as we said, highlighted already, you look. You were the leading public trainer at Turles, so it's obviously a track you you find um, very good. I do. I like Turles. You can go anywhere after it. Like you know, it's it's not as if you will get a fancy run in your car and and. If you have an average dog, you're stuck then, like, you know, you could go anywhere and there's fine long back straight and, you know, it is, it is, uh, it is, a, it is, a, it is a nice track, like, you know. Yeah, and we're up and running, of course, for the 2021 campaign. You've already had a, a couple of winners uh, over the course of the last two weeks. Have you anything that you're excited about or is it just, uh, once again, hit as many winners as you can? Yeah, well, I won't have as many runners now. I've only, I've only two or three on the go now at the minute. Um, because between dogs being sold and dogs getting injured and dogs retiring, and I don't tend to to start many dogs in the in the depths of winter. I'd prefer to to let let the ground dry up a bit and head on into March. So we've actually very little running at the minute, like you know. I see, and but still, I'm sure you're still very busy at home. There's a lot of dogs that have to be looked after every day. Oh, there is. There's there's, there's to go to seventy dogs below, like you know. So they all have to be. They all have to be looked after. And listen, we'd be still galloping twenty dogs or, or that, like you know. But, but we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't get serious with the pups uh, while while the going is that bad, like. Yeah, that's um, clever thinking. Of course, uh, challenging, I suppose, weather conditions over the last couple of weeks. I suppose there hasn't uh, been yeah. too much galloping went down. But just in terms of you know day to day life with greyhounds, it's obviously something you really enjoy doing that you've been doing it now so long. Greyhounds have, have been such a big part of your family now for for a long number of years. Ah yes, you know, listen. You have to enjoy it. If you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't do it. And you know, you have, you have a lot of long hours. And if we we're getting paid by the hour, we'd be in trouble. Like you know, but yeah. But um, if we're, I should say, if we're getting paid by the hour, we'd be very well paid. But it's 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 not that. It can't be all about money either. Like you know, you, you have to look after the money side of it. But if you don't enjoy your work and 
don't enjoy the dogs, they won't they won't work for you either. Yeah, fair play to you, David. It was a great uh, chatting to you on, on this week's podcast. Very interesting. Uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on your runners going forward and wishing you continued success in the world of greyhound racing. All right, thanks a million, Barry. Now we're going to welcome our leading public trainer from Yall Track from 2020, and that, of course, was Faheen Mullin. So, Faheen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Barry. Thank you. Thanks for the call. No hassle. Um, you must have been pleased with uh, the way things went for, for yourself and your kennel at the Yall Track last year. Obviously, it was um, a tough and challenging year for many with um, a couple of months of, of no racing. It was, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, it worked out fine for, for a finish. Um, it was worked on the track as well and, and uh, everything went well for the year even though it was difficult Yeah exactly and just tell us a bit about your own background um, Faheen how you got into our um, great sport of greyhound racing Well I uh, I wasn't involved in dogs when I was younger but I, I went to the States and worked for a good few years and from Sligo but moved back to Waterford and uh, run, run a pub there and just uh, a trainer used to come into the pub uh, Steve Wilkinson from Scotland and I just got to know him and was intrigued at the, the detail that went into taking care of the dogs and well, I just started helping him and that's where it started Wow, that's that's quite a story very interesting always um, great to hear how people got in and that's um, slightly different to other people so just tell us um, when when did that all start, Faheen? In 2001 and with Steve then I bought my first dog in 2002-2003 dog called Stunning Display and uh, then we got a syndicate together through the pub and we had a few successful dogs at that and then I got more and more into it and then Steve uh, had to move back to England and I took over the dogs myself and sent a few of them out to trainers and then as the years went on I just started doing it myself yeah, and it's obviously something you take very seriously and I would imagine that grounds are a, a big part of your day-to-day life now. I often see the most wonderful pictures um, on Facebook of grounds in your care and, you know, they, they look immaculate and, you know, your your conditions where you're keeping the grounds are just second to none. You know, I know, I know you often put up um, pictures even of your kennels that have been painted and stuff like that. So it's um, there's a lot going on. Yeah, we, we bought a, a house and a bit of land was eight, nine years ago now, and built new kennels. And uh, Anna Staple then got involved three years ago. And uh, it's Anna that does all the, the, the Facebook stuff. And she's a huge help with everything from going racing, even organising things, and, and all the work at home. Yeah, and of course, very important to have um, a good pair of hands and, and, and good help at home. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Mick as well. Uh, Mick Daly, he comes in and mornings and on race evenings he comes back to give a hand as well Very good and um, Yall obviously is your local track and you've enjoyed some great success there Yeah yeah like Yall would be 30 minute drive so it's it's, it's close and it's uh, yeah it's, it's great people in Yall as well very close mission to local track Yeah and like everyone else I would imagine you great great satisfaction out of having a winner Oh yeah yeah Yeah, and looking looking forward to the um, year ahead. Um, we've been up and running, and you've already enjoyed a night to remember. Yeah, we had a triple there about three weeks ago, I think. And there can be few and far between, so you have to appreciate them when they come. 
That's right, and um, a couple of impressive winners on that night as well. Yeah, we have a few nice pups coming through, uh, and uh, a few of them are after their first run now, and another few are ready to qualify. And we have eight or ten saplings then as well that will be qualifying through the year. Very nice. It's obviously very tough at the moment for for you know people um, day to day life with the the whole coronavirus. Obviously, your business um, the pub has been affected um, heavily. But I would imagine that the, the greyhounds have, have been ke- keeping you going. They have, yeah, they've kept me sane through it because it, it's it has been tough times and never tossed down through the years that the, the pub will be closed. You know, it's it's tough for everybody, but uh, hopefully we're coming out the other side of it next couple of months yeah please God Faheen and would you have many dogs at, at the moment probably have a racing strength of 21-22 at the moment and in total we probably have about 42-43 dogs we have also a few retired dogs and uh, I, I suppose the eldest dog we have in the is stunning teen and she's 13 now and we have stunning buddy who's 11 whoa they're still they're still there and, and then we retire all the dogs very good, yeah. We we've seen you featured and and kind of a, a promotion videos about retiring greyhounds in the past. So it's obviously something you 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 enjoy doing as well. Yeah, going back to my first dog in two thousand and three, stunning display. Uh, he was retired to France. I think it was around two thousand and six, two thousand and five or six that he was retired. That's a good few years ago. Yeah, fair play. A lot of great work going on since then. So and the, the stunning prefix, it's uh, it's a really good prefix. Nice name. Yes, that that original dog, he was actually named stunning display when I bought him, and it was after that that I took out the prefix. Yeah, very very good. And um, is there anything in particular you you enjoy doing, or you just, with the greyhounds, or is it just something you you love doing from from all aspects? I guess I like it from all aspects, but you know you're always dreaming of getting a special one. So I I do enjoy going for the first few gallops with the, the younger dogs and taking them for their hand slip and. Dream of the dream, or living the dream that one of them is going to be the, the special one. Yeah, like us all. And is there anything in particular you're looking forward for the year ahead, or have you just got uh, plenty of nice youngsters that that you're happy with? Uh, just plenty of nice youngsters. Um, you know, as in the, the, the two, Richard Rebel and None Ever No More, they ran two weeks ago. They're from a very promising litter. They look handy enough themselves. And uh, yeah, I've, I've most of them there will be six to eight and nine months old so I don't just look well but we all know that looks looks like and everything yeah well look there's a there's a lot to look forward to any uh, Fahim congratulations on, on your success um, last year as I said you've already got this year off to a flyer so um, you know it's a busy operation a lot to look forward to and uh, wishing you continued success going forward yeah that's great thanks Barry so our next guest on the podcast is a man that done extremely well at Mullingar Greyhound Stadium last year and that was um, Ollie Fitzpatrick. So we'll say hello to Ollie and uh, welcome him to the podcast. Come on, how are you doing? Thank you for having me on, Barry. Oh, bother at all. It's, uh, it's my pleasure, Ollie. And um, look, the usual question, how we always start off, um, just tell us how you were introduced into our great sport. Oh, well, my father's after my lifetime and so there was always greyhounds around and he was training greyhounds there for different lads and he had a few for himself and we're all, it, it was a bug and we're still still at it you know 
Yeah, and I suppose, look, you, you said your your father there trained a few, always, I suppose, a great upbringing and, and a great um, connection. There's always, a, I suppose, a, a great bond as well when you have a passion for, for greyhounds and kind of working alongside your father, giving him a hand and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and, and uh, you meet great people in it from all parts of the world, you know what I mean? From north, south, east and west, you know, we as a great great bit of crack and you meet lots of different people in different walks of life you know and it was it was great it was great social crack and you know going racing to Nav and Dundalk Longford Moningar the old Harris Cross Shelburne Park down through the years it was, it was great you know yeah, it sure is. And and just tell us about, uh, I suppose, your your own um, kennel at the moment. Would you have many dogs at the, at the moment, Ali? Uh, we'd only have about 10 or 12 uh, racers there. Unfortunately, the way uh, a lot of the owners have gone out of the game at the minute, with just with, you know, with your COVID, and just ju- just at the minute, you know, people are finding it a little bit hard. You know, they can't go racing. So we have a lot of dogs. They're mostly my father's dogs and myself, you know, that sort of way, and... Uh, but ah, uh, look, please God, she'll she'll take a turn and we'll uh, kick on again back to the good old days, you know. Exactly, um, hopefully. And and just looking back on last year, look, it was such a a difficult year for for everyone. Um, you know, a, a tough couple of months where, where there was no greyhound racing. I suppose getting up every morning, the the work still had to be done. That that was a very challenging period. Oh, it was, but it's challenging for everyone. So we're lucky to be. Even racing at the minute, you know, it's a, this this COVID now has really done everyone. You know that you know so we're lucky to be able to go out and race our dogs and keep our social distancing. And in fairness, now uh, the protocol on the on the tracks is very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone is obeying by the rules and sure look at you know. The dogs are the least of our problems at the minute. Uh, get over this COVID, you know. Exactly, yeah. And look, you—it's not as if you had a, a huge amount of numbers. You—you you had twenty-six winners after the year, so that was um, a nice achievement. From as I said, not not a huge amount of numbers. So you must have been happy enough with the way the things went on the track for yourself. Oh yeah, the dogs—the dogs ran well in in in, in Yar and look at as you know yourself you need a bit of luck and we had a bit of luck this year look at next year it'll be someone else you know that sort of way it, just, it goes around in circles doesn't it sure does and just tell us a bit about um, Mullingar obviously look I've never been there but um, I've seen plenty of race and they always look forward to the likes of the Cesarewage and stuff like that it, it's a unique track in, in its own way it's a very unique track you know it's not going into that toward and fourth bend there you know if your dog knows how to run it You'll win lots of races, you know. It's 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 look at if you if you can if your dog can run there, he'll run any track, you know. And it's always kept very well. And look at the people there; they're you know it's a real homely track. You know, everyone knows everyone, and they're always wishing well when you win or well done or you you know a great atmosphere. It's it's one of the it's like when I grew up there; everyone knew everyone, and they're talking. You know, it's look at it's. It's a country track, in my eyes, you know, very friendly people and look, get on with it, you know. Yeah, that, that that's what it's all about. And look, I think that's why everyone loves, loves their local track because, as you said, look, if you don't win yourself and you see a fellow having a winner, he mightn't have had a winner for a while and you're saying, Jesus, it's great for him. And, you know, especially, I suppose, elderly people, older people, they, when they get a win, it just keeps them going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's hard on the old people. It's, uh, like, you know, it's 
lot of press about the young people and everything. But the young people, like my father there, like he hasn't gone racing since last March. You know what I mean? He just keeping his distance away from everyone and just myself and himself and a few brothers there and you know doing the dogs at home. But he wouldn't go to the track. You know, just you know, it's them people I feel sorry for more. You know, it was a night out for them meeting their friends and everything like that. But please God, we'll get over this now and we'll. Ho- kick on ho- ho- hopefully and hopefully our dad will be, be back racing when, when it's safe to do so um, oh, yeah. just in terms of the year ahead is there anything in particular you're looking forward to uh, would you have some new stock that you might be hoping uh, that? we have a few uh, a few young dogs coming along they started off racing there at the, the end of the year and we're looking forward to them Them, you know them, they're out of Canby King there out of uh, another good friend Richie Cully there his stud dog up there in Kildare uh, We've been very lucky with Richie with a few of his stud dogs there. And then we have a, a batch of pups coming on then in the end of next year. You know, they'll be seven or eight months old there um, out of um, a couple of our bitches at home here. So, look, at, we're, we're always hoping, Barry, and dreaming that we get the, the real Mackay, but you know yourself yeah look we're, we're all in we're all in the same boat and I suppose that's the good thing um, about about the game when you have kind of new stock or young pups you're always hoping that you could have the, the real deal or as you said the real McCoy always a lot to look forward to well Ali look it was fantastic um, to, to speak to you congratulations on your success um, at, at Mullingar Greyhound Stadium last year and uh, we'll be following you uh, closely this year now that we've had this chat with you no bother Barry thanks for the call and now we're going to welcome Jeff Bateman to the podcast, so we'll say hello to you, Jeff, and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. You're welcome, Mary. Nice to speak to you. So, Jeff, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, how you got into this great sport. Uh, well, I got into this uh, sport around the year 2000, when I was in my mid-50s. Uh, for 30 years before that, I bred and raised pigeons, and uh, I enjoyed that. But uh, what happened was is uh, a couple of us used to go to the Greyhound meetings in the UK, Hall Green or Oxford, and used to take the wives along and have a bit of a meal. And then one night we just said, why don't we get a Greyhound? So it went from there. We went to inspect a few kennels, uh, and we chose Steve Davis uh, in Whitney in the end. Uh, and uh, we bought a couple of dogs. And we started off, and uh, our first dog we bought was a winner. <laughs> Very good. Can you imagine what that done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the the trill out of a winner, and uh, obviously you you got the bug for from there. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So just just going back into the the, the racing pigeons. Um, obviously it, it, it's a different uh, topic, but just tell us a small bit how that works. That's that's really interesting. Well, it's basically the same. Um, we don't have to wait so long to get a pigeon racing as we do with a greyhound. You can breed them in in uh, January, February, March, and they'll be racing them the same year in in, in June. Um, but I always used to enjoy the extreme distant racing and the young bird racing, which is part of the season. Um, and I did have good success from winning in national competitions um, right up to 600 miles. And I'm still in touch with a few um, great, uh, pigeon people over here in Ireland, up in uh, Mayo and down in Waterford. And I think once a pigeon fancier, always a pigeon fancier. Yeah, exactly. I've, and I've always said that what you do with a pigeon, you do with a dog, you do with a horse. I think, first of all, you have to have them happy. Then you have to have them healthy. 
and then you have to have them fit and you can do no more. Yeah, I think that's very well put. It, it's it's like anything. It's like an athlete training because they're they're athletes in, in in their own right. That's what they are. And in terms of moving to Ireland, tell us how how did that happen? Uh, we moved to Ireland in two thousand and six. My wife Eileen, uh, of forty one years, uh, her parents were Irish. Her father was from Dublin. Her mother was from Mayo. Um, and they went over years and years ago and never came back. So she's the first one to ever come back to Ireland in, in that generation. Um, what happened was is that I used to come over. I, I only started in dogs in the year 2000. And we used to come over then and buy dogs from the Thurley's sales. And very enjoyable. Stayed in a nice bed and breakfast near Thurley's. And used to come over quite regular. And after a couple of years... I said to Eileen, we should move to Ireland because they were some nice people. <laughs> and she said, yeah, but what about the grandchildren? You know what women are like. So I said, uh, it's only across the water in an hour's flight. It took me two years to persuade her to come across. And um, so we came across and we lived at Thurley's, not far from the Greyhound Stadium. And the very first person I saw within an hour of moving into the house was Johnny Collins at Thurley's walking past the top of the road with three greyhounds. <laughs> wow, and 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 when you when you moved, Jeff, were were like were, were you moving to get involved in greyhounds, or were you just moving to Ireland? Do you, do you know what it was? I sold all my dogs then that, that we had in England, but I moved just to retire. I would have been sixty then in two thousand and six, and so I moved to retire. And after about three or four months, I then said to me, "You need something to do." And I said, yeah. So I wandered down the old greyhound track there at Thurley's and made myself known to people and walked around and spoke to Billy O'Dwyer, one of the directors there. And he said, we haven't got a shop here. Do you fancy doing a shop? So I did. I ran a shop for the greyhound sales and, uh, in Thurley's for, for two or three years. Fair. And um, that, that's how we, we came to be over here. Very good, and um, I'd imagine you've enjoyed some nice, nice success along the way um, since you moved back to Ireland. Yeah, yeah, we have met a lot of lovely people, still keep in touch with them regularly, and uh, I still have a little website on the internet for um, selling bits of goods, and I also started another business four years ago, um, selling infrared heaters. <laughs> so I'm now 74, and I do the dogs in the morning on my own, Um then I come back and I say to her, in any news, yeah, got two calls, and I work away with that. And then I go back to the dogs again in the afternoon, then back home, and then back down again in the evening to feed them. So I'm on the go all the time. Seventy-four and still going strong, Jeff. I am, I am. I mean, I, I, I help me with the dogs. She comes to the dogs when we were able to go. She'd be at the pick-up, picking them up. Um, but then I've got a very good friend, Morgan O'Reilly, who lives in Tullow. He's an excellent, excellent uh, friend to have. He takes some racing for me. I don't particularly like going in the winter when it's all dark, but Morgan is mad for it. And uh, he takes them up in the van, and uh, he's got to travel in about 15 miles to, to me, and then take them to, say, Shelbourne, and then come back to the kennels and then drive three miles to me and then drive all the way back home again. He, he, he is really, really so helpful. Yeah, sound, sounds like a great helper. And obviously, greyhounds are such a big part of all your lives, so, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, and we breed pups as well. In fact, just today we had a bitch mated uh, to Skywalker Farlow, and 
four days ago, we had one of our brood bitches mate it to ice on fire. So, you know, it just keeps me going, Barry. Yeah, exactly. And certainly it sounds like there's a lot to look forward to. And we have to t- touch on this wonderful servant that you have in your kennel. He, he was back to winning form in Shelburne Park um, recently. Tell us, a bit, tell us a bit about that great ground. Well, yeah, he uh, named Abanubis. I, I, his kennel name is Stevie. Um, I bred uh, a litter of pups when I was in England, and I think it was around two, 2002, and um, didn't have the facilities. I'd converted the pigeon loft, but we, we welped them in there, and they were there a couple of months, and then we found a field that we could let them go. So that was my last litter. I used to go to the Kilkenny and Thurley sales and pay decent money for a dog. Well, about... In 2015, I said to Eileen, I think we'll try and breed some ourselves. So I went around the local area, found a farm where I could uh, rent a field and uh, with good facilities, and I'm still there now. Um, and our very first litter was um, to lock it Blake by one of our own brood bitches named Tab Gigi. And uh, Stevie was the only dog in the litter. Um, and you know, I just reared him uh, and schooled him and training, and the rest is history. And, and his sisters weren't too bad in that litter because when they go to England, you don't see the results on the IGB site. But um, his sisters weren't bad there either. Yeah, and and this particular dog, he has been a model of consistency. Jeff, twenty wins, fifteen seconds, ten turns. It's it's unbelievable stuff, really. Yeah, and and he really is. And as Paul Hennessy said. Good dogs are so easy to train. This dog, you wouldn't know he was in the kennel. He does everything right, just like his mother did. And uh, he has, he's been a model of consistency. And in fact, I'm going down on Thursday to Newport, uh, sorry, Newpark Stud in Cromwell, and they're going to take straws off him. Nice one, nice one. But, More but he is, he just, just uh, you wouldn't know he was in the kennel, does everything right. Yeah, look, it was great to see him back to winning form, and uh, I'm sure there there'll be more wins wins to come. And you know, look, um, in in terms of other greyhounds in the kennel, I, I I'd imagine you have more to look forward to to, to for the coming year, Jeff. Yeah, um, Nine Tabostara was from the second litter um, to Gigi, and then Skywalker George was in that litter. She she was the fastest bitch over five fifty and a score last year until about. Um, a month in November time, and she was only then she was the second fastest. I'm now waiting for her to break in the season, going to make her to Skywalker Logan. Um, she loved Dennis Scorsese, she really did. But she uh, fractured her hock, um, so I decided then that that's it now, it's healed up nicely now, and uh, she, she'll be with us for the rest of her life as well. Very good. And, and, and we have got some for this year. I've got another one off another brood bitch of ours that was in August um, 19, and we put him around Newbridge in at 13 months old, October, and he'd done 29.49. And I just have not put him on a track since, so I think, you know, he will grow a lot stronger. Um, we got a big boy off La Linea, he's 80 odd pounds. Uh, I thought that much of him that I put him in that Ballymac Arminta. Uh, Shelbourne uh, a couple of months ago, he 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 was six, but you know he's he's qualifying time, and I don't muck about with dogs, Barry. 
his qualifying time was 30.70. And uh, six weeks later, he, he was doing 29.05. And I thought, well, I'm going to put him straight in that big race. And he's been second and he's been third in his three races. And uh, his brother is very good in um, Newcastle, racing an A2 and one as well. So lots and lots of good breathing around me, thank God. I don't know how it all happened, but I've got three blue bitches here, all that I owned and raced. They're eight-year-old now, and they, they've been throwing winners after winner. Yeah, and of course, look, the the winner, the winners are always. Um, I suppose you get great satisfaction out of it. Obviously, you're putting in a lot of work, so it's it's always great to see the results um, when you come out on top. Yeah, is and it, and it doesn't really matter if they're you know A eights or A nines. I mean, I've got one in there now that's an A five, and she tries her hardest. But do you remember the old Ted Hegarty Marathon? I don't call it that anymore. But I've got two for that um, this next year, God willing. Great stuff. Look, um, Jeff, it, it's a fascinating story, really. Um, obviously, as you said, into pigeons first, and, and, and to move to Ireland, and um, you know, get get greyhounds, get up and running, and renting fields, and all that. And look, I suppose, look, we we always um, see it. You know, people when they come into retirement age, I think getting up every morning and having something to do certainly keeps a fella young. And uh, you know, I see with my own grandfather, I definitely don't think he would have lasted as long as um, he did w- without greyhounds. I think they're just uh, they're, it's great to have something to do every day isn't it it is it, it, it is you need you need something to occupy yourself otherwise you're just going to sit there and, and drift away and and another thing I'd like to say Barry is that a lot of people often wonder where we have the name tag prefix well I'll tell you now and anybody listening will be able to, to, able to know um, it's our surname back to front oh <laughs> that's unreal Eileen, Eileen sorted that out years ago. That, so that is really, that really good. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, that, that, that's a question actually I had um, written down to ask you, and um, obviously forgot my book. So I'm glad you taught us that now because that's um, fantastic. Well, Jeff, look, it was really, really interesting speaking to you. Um, obviously, you've a lot to look forward to for for the coming year, and uh, we'll begin keeping a close eye on that name tab uh, prefix. And uh, it was uh, really, really nice to speak to you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for the call, Barry, uh, and and the best of luck to you as well. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.